Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truth. It's your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with my favorite podcast co-host, Dan, the Mandarin. I feel like I need to preface it every time now, Dan. How are you? I know, I know, but at least I'm still your favorite. I am great. I am excited. I'm excited to learn more from somebody that I work with, uh, you know, uh, joined at the hip here at ISSA. Know some of his story, but I'm going to learn a lot more today. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, We both get to work with this individual that's with us today. Um, And he's awesome and really cool. But even outside of what he does here with ISSA and the impact that he has on not only ISSA, but all of our students out there and our people that are certified through ISSA, he has a huge impact. And we'll let him explain a little bit more about his role here, too. Um, But outside of that, he actually has a business with his wife. He is so brave. Most people would never oh. want to work with their significant other. I don't even oh. want to go to the gym with my significant other, yeah. let alone work with him. I love him and he can probably hear me yelling right now. But like most people wouldn't want to do that, but some people out there do. And he has a phenomenal business that he has started around fitness with his wife. So I'm excited for you guys to learn more about that as there are so many other opportunities outside of working in a gym or working in a studio. There's other ways to use your fitness. Um, so super cool, really excited. But we have with us Mr. Kurt Mangum. Hello, Kurt. Thank you so much, Jenny and Dan, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, I love everything that you all are doing on the podcast, and I'm always excited to share my story and my experience, especially being ISSA certified and working for ISSA. So this is a, a an exciting moment for me. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you're here. Super excited to learn more. I might ask you some candid questions too, like about your business. So be prepared. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. We're all about transparency. I've talked about my income and stuff on here. Cause again, it doesn't like, it's not, it doesn't affect me any, um, but transparency, right? We can make good livings doing what we're doing. And even if we do it on the side, so I'll probably ask you some stuff about that, but get us started. Tell us a little bit about you, how you started and how do you got to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kurt Mangum II. Um, I am the Director of Strategic and Business Partnerships at ISSA, and I'm also the co-founder of Coupley Fit, uh, which means two or more feeling better together. Uh, and Coupley Fit is a business I started with my wife five years ago. Um, so, and it's crazy. We've been married for five years too. So not only has has our marriage lasted, but our business has as well. So <laughs> To Jenny's point, it's not for the faint at heart. It isn't uh, easy by any means, but uh, being able to be in health and wellness, to be able to share wellness together, uh, to connect people to fitness, but then also to really help them on that journey with a partner, with accountability and connection is really important. And we really show that in how we live our day-to-day lives. Absolutely. Love it. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how, how you got started in fitness. Oh my gosh. So my, my fitness journey started long ago. So I have to share, um, you know, there's, there's a saying, you can't share your successes without your struggles and Mm -hmm. a struggle for me. My fitness journey started with a bit of a struggle. I was an overweight kid. I was playing sports, but I was one of those kids that, uh, before the the game started for little league football, uh, I had to get on the scale, uh, and they do the, like the thumbs up or thumbs down, uh, depending on my weight. And I was playing up already. So I'm playing with kids that are older and it's like, 
depending on my weigh-in, there was many games where I cried on the sidelines because I couldn't play with my teammates after practicing all week. I used to practice with a trash bag on running around the practice field, all practice. I didn't even get what a chance. What in the world? Practice. Let me at these coaches. <laughs> Who did this to you, Kurt? That's was, terrible. So, you know, it, I know it, it sounds, we were really a competitive team. This is in Michigan where I grew up, but um, you know, in Southfield, Michigan, uh, playing Pop Warner football. And I, it was the norm. It would literally, this is where like my cousins played, everybody played. So I was really excited to play, but my weight was a problem. I um, mean, I loved football, but it was a really a big struggle for me. So coming out of Little League into, um, and this was kind of the process for, for a few years. So it wasn't like this is one season. Like this was. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> Jenny, I appreciate it. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of sad days when you're just, you know, and it wasn't just running, it was bear crawling too. So my knees would be all bloody because I'm just, I couldn't hold myself up. So my knees are yeah. just dragging on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> they're just dragging on the ground. So that was kind of my introductory to, I, I, I need to improve my overall health and fitness for life, but then also if I want to continue playing sports. So I asked my mom for a trainer when I was going into high school. I was like, mom, we had like 6 a.m. workouts and we're running over bags and doing all these drills. And I just felt like, you know, I think everyone's known, like been in that moment, whether it's a class and you take a test or a quiz and you're like, I could have just handed it right back. Like I was not ready for this. <laughs> and yeah. and that's, that's how I felt after that workout. And I was like, mom, I need a trainer. And she literally took me to uh, Lifetime Fitness and was like, we got to find you a trainer. You know, we couldn't necessarily afford uh, the cost of training at the time, but she saw how important it was to me. And I didn't take it for granted because I saw that she was sacrificing her time and, and getting me there and, and, and just all of those adjustments to, to help me get healthier. So that was like my initial introduction, but I was a once I got into the gym and I got around an expert and a trainer who was very knowledgeable in how to do a squat. So I'm a freshman in high school learning how to do a functional squat, how to do a proper push-up. Like I felt very behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's cool that your mom was so supportive. Really nice. Do you remember your first trainer's name? Chris Seiler, Lifetime Fitness. He's still in, I want to say he's, he may be like a general man. He's like leading things in Lifetime in, in Michigan. So Chris, I appreciate you if you hear this. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's so cool. And then when did you decide to get certified? Was it before you started working with ISSA or after? Great question. So actually my initial like starting process of getting into like the coaching side and, and obviously it was a long ways of like learning to, to where I'm actually helping and coaching people. But that process actually happened for me when I was um, eight, around 17, 18 years old. I got my first job at a, my first official job uh, at a snap fitness center in Gilbert, Arizona. Nice. And I was literally, you know, it started off, I was not the trainer. I was you know, dumping trash. I was, you know, organizing weights, um, doing administrative work and things like that, hanging door-to-door -door flyers in neighborhoods oh. around the gym oh, yeah. <laughs> in the Arizona heat in the summer, right? So that was my job. But then I would have at the gym, there were times where there weren't trainers there, right? It's 24 hours and people would say, hey, like, can you show me how to use this equipment? Or that was a part of, you know, selling memberships in that process. And so it literally, I, I unofficially started kind of training and talking to people, which led me to want to get certified, to go through the process of, of uh, training people and helping them on that journey. Nice. Love it. You never looked back, right? <laughs> no. no. Yeah. So you have so, your business with your wife, but side question, are you still training like private uh, clients, athletes, anything like that on the side? 
Great question. So right now we're not currently training um, clients like privately, or I'm not training clients privately. I still do, uh, you know, help some friends and things like that. But really what we, what we kind of shifted to, we started off very much doing that. We were doing group fitness. We were doing in person. We were doing boot camps at Kiwanis Park. We still got the videos. We had the drone. This is like five years ago. We had a drone out there with like just family and friends at Kiwanis Park, just set up cones. I don't think we did not do the official, like we did not reserve space. We just like <laughs> showed up at the park. Nice. Uh, type of thing. But it, it came a long way from that to really social media and creating the workouts and putting them on social media so that people all over the world could see these exercises. They could see us doing them together and, and hopefully inspire them to do the workout with their partner. That's awesome. And for people who aren't from Arizona, Kiwanis Park is a really cool park. I actually played volleyball there um, in their rec center on Tuesday, just saying. Um, there's parks like this in most communities and people don't realize they might be smaller parks, but Kiwanis Park is like a pretty much a square mile. Um, the way the streets are set up here in Arizona, it's pretty much a square mile. It has a big lake. It's not a pond. It's a lake with a walking trail and like pull-up bars and benches and playgrounds and stuff on one side of the, the park. And then the other side of the park has like baseball fields, soccer fields, um, a running outdoor running area. I think they have a skate park over there now. They have volleyball courts outside. Then they have a whole rec center. Get this, Dan. They have a wave pool in the rec center. That's how big it is. Did you know that, Kurt? I go in I there all not. the time. Yeah, they have volleyball courts, basketball courts. They do leagues out of there. Um, and, but they, yeah, they have an indoor wave pool. I know this because I used to volunteer a lot. I wish I could get back to it. I wish I had time. But I used to volunteer like 10 to 12 hours a week. Um, I spent my whole weekends volunteering at animal shelters and like with organizations that I cared about. And one of them I did, I was doing the lifeguard Olympics at Kiwanis Park Wave Pool. And they had all these lifeguards from around the country come and they, I was a timer. So I stood at the edge of the water, like timing them on their drills that they were doing, like carrying the dummy and swimming across the wave pool and back, like super fun. But yeah, there's parks like this all over. Um, and a lot of co communities have them, but people don't even realize that they can take advantage of them. You might need to re reach out to Parks and Rec and like make a reservation like Kurt was mentioning, but, but there's all kinds of opportunities to do outdoor fitness. Love it. And it's a low cost, right? It's a low cost mm -hmm. to get in. When we started, you know, you mentioned, you know, some transparency as it relates to finances and money. And at the time we started, we weren't doing, you know, Cubbly Fit full-time or anything like that. It was in addition to both of our full-time jobs. And so we were just on the weekend, Saturday morning, you know, we're creating a flyer. We're putting it out on social media. We'll see you guys at eight o'clock, right? We'll be there from eight to nine or eight to nine thirty. get people excited and create that type of community. So yeah, it's a great opportunity and it, does, it can start small, but people then got excited and, and came back. Love it. So I'm, I'm, I'm still rerunning and replaying the thumbs up, thumbs down, man. I gotta say, I, I'm, I, it just keeps like a, like a, like a reel in my head. And I, and you had told me that before. And I always think of gladiator. Yeah. You know, and I think you mentioned it when you told me that the thumbs up. And by the way, folks, if you haven't seen gladiator the last samurai, I don't know if we can be friends. Um, those are two of the greatest movies of all time. Just saying. Kurt, so you've talked a little bit about the videos and uh, the work you, you do in the park and so, so forth around Coupley Fit, but tell us more about Coupley Fit, not only its origins, but where you are now. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. And I, I do appreciate, I just want to say, I appreciate you so much bringing that back up because um, it's something that I was really embarrassed about. Like I was kind of almost ashamed of it. And even in that moment, I was ashamed. You know, I used to cry and, and I was really embarrassed. And to make matters worse, they also, because they you want to weigh as, as least as possible, much like a, a boxer going to weigh in, uh, they strip you down to your girdle. So you're just in like your, you know, your girdle as well. So like as the overweight kid, you don't want to be out there right in front of everybody, you know, weighing in, thumbs up, thumbs now. So it was, it was really tough, but that was, you know, um, definitely a, a pivotal moment in my life and, and a pivot for me uh, from being on that trajectory. Uh, and, and really that is a part of why I, we started Couply Fit. And just to give a little context on how we started it, we didn't plan, my wife Deanna and I did not plan on starting a business uh, with Couply Fit by any means. We literally we're just doing what we normally do, which uh, Deanna is a certified nutrition and wellness consultant and an, a transformation mm -hmm. specialist with the ISSA as well. And so a lot of the things that she would do for me, I was still playing football. So I was a former uh, All-American linebacker. So my, my, my journey changed a lot from where I started in Little League to finishing high school and going on to, to be a college linebacker and signing with the University of Washington. But even after football and when my wife and I first met, I was still uh, playing football. I was still transitioning from college into an opportunity within the NFL and, and working out for NFL teams. And so when I was training and just day to day while I was, you know, working and things, Deanna would prep my meals. She would, you know, I would be very much, we would work out together. Like all of these things just became a part of our routine, the nutrition side, uh, you know, making sure we're staying hydrated, taking our water bottle, all of these different elements of uh, of getting healthy. And so we started to have people at work. I was working in a, you know, fun fact, at the time I was working as a barista and managing a coffee shop while I was uh, transitioning to, I was recovering from an injury uh, in college and getting ready for the NFL. And so I'm working in this coffee shop and uh, I'm, again, I'm doing this for money to, to, to pursue this dream. And um, I had colleagues and they were like, man, Kurt, I see you bringing a lunch every day. Like what, what's in it, right? People are asking those second, third level questions. What's in it, Kurt? I see you walk like on your break and you're walking around, you know, th this area, like, what are you doing? You know, and I'm talking about, well, that's the benefit of I'm getting active, right? I don't want to just kind of stand here or sit on break. I, you know, nutrition, Deanna actually prepped these meals based on my calorie needs, my intake. So people started to ask, well, can you help me? Can you help me? So literally our first ever, uh, client was we met at a star we met at the starbucks that was right by uh the the, uh, the business that i worked in and um literally my wife and i we sat down uh, with maricella who uh was looking to lose about she wanted to lose like 40 or 50 pounds and um she's like i just want to learn from you all so literally creating that plan for her she lost 70 pounds um in wow. under a year and she completely transformed her life, but it was so powerful to see the impact, not just with her, but also her, her sons. So she was a single mom of two. And she was saying that basically now her habits changed. Her and her boys are going out and getting active. They're hiking, they're doing these things together. And it really created like this ripple effect of her transformation, but then her family transforming. And that was so powerful for me, Dan and, and Jenny, because I, you know, growing up in the Midwest, but my family's from the South, Como, Mississippi, uh, Memphis area, and everything is, you know, Southern fried, it's Southern, yeah. fried. it's, yeah. you know, you sit at the table until you finish your plate. And so I didn't realize how many people had that same uh, upbringing and understanding that I did. And so, but a lot of those habits, you know, 
diabetes is in the black community, high blood pressure, hypertension, it's in the world in general, but especially in the black community. And so wanting to be able to, to kind of change some of that trajectory for my future, for my kids that are to come and, and those types of things was really what um, starting Couple Fit became about. So it was like almost out of necessity, not like, oh, you know, let's do it for fun. It was like, oh my gosh, we're seeing the opportunity to help more people. And that's really how we got started. And, and we started sharing these type of testimonials and we created a social media account and we're posting the workouts and we're doing these camps in the park and that's literally how we started um, and it evolved so much because we were all about collaboration over competition so looking at other ways we could help people other you know people or, or even gyms and things that we can partner with right and we went into a gym and we got a, a, a um, we were doing group classes indoors because Arizona's so hot so we rented a studio like we learned so much in that process and then we even went into corporate wellness where we were doing speaking engagements and going into you know the uber center of excellence in downtown phoenix to speak to their employees and so really social media gave us that opportunity and fitness to speak to other audiences uh, and it really helped us helped us build our brand of the two can do it which is the connection the accountability that motivation of having a partner and then we created a philosophy called swan which is uh, swan signifies transformation and it stands for sleep water activity and nutrition so these are the four things that if you do them more every day we say that it guarantees you that you'll feel better if you just a little bit more each day and so we, we say get your swan on um and just a fun thing jenny about swans is that they mate their once a swan mates they they mate for life so that was something else that was powerful because we're again two can do it and what we're doing is talking about doing it with your partner whether that's you know your spouse or you know your best friend you know whoever that is to you that can help you that's so awesome love it i wow. love your acronyms and stuff and we're back for another issa rapid review jessica had this to say about our bodybuilding specialist course as a bodybuilder, I feel like this opened my eyes to more ways to achieve positive results for the stage. That's awesome. That's exactly what we were going for, Jessica. Thanks for your feedback. So Kurt, uh, I saw on your calendar, you know, we share calendars and it says swan on there, right? And when you live out where I do and the way I grew up, there's something called the swan man. And they come out once a week. It's a yellow truck. Food service. Yeah, that's what we get. Like popcorn, shrimp, fried calamari, ice cream. And I thought, Kurt's got a subscription to Schwan. And I actually flagged the dude down out here not long ago. I'm that's like, S C H W A N. I know, I know, but I just thought that's where my mind went. So finally, it made sense. So. All right, I'm gonna we're gonna switch gears here. Kurt, you know, I it seems like every time I see you in person, you give me a hard time about not using social media enough. Uh, and I mean that in a positive way, of course. It teases me and says, look, man, all you gotta do is take a picture and, and right here you can post it in two places. You don't even have to do it twice. Uh, clearly, you have leveraged social media and done a very good job of it to grow your business. Can you can you expand on that and the, the power of social media and how you utilize it? Absolutely. Um, social media is so powerful, especially being able to not only connect with, it really gives you a place to connect with new audiences, also your current 
um, audiences, fans, or people that are just following you. But then also it allows you that opportunity to, to let people know just what are you up to, right? I, I think we've we've all been in a situation where we run into a friend and like, oh my gosh, I, mean, I saw something that you posted. I didn't even know you were doing that. Like, right. oh my gosh, I'd love to support next time. And it's like, oh man, how many people, I would have sold out my class, right? If everybody that I know knew that I was hosting something on Saturday at 8 a.m., right? And so social media is so powerful in that sense. I, I do want to give a a lot of uh, of credit as well to so I um, after transferring from University of Washington playing linebacker I actually transferred to Howard University um, where I graduated I got my bachelor's degree um, in strategic legal and management communication so a lot of my the communication focus strategy even thinking about how to utilize social media started when you know Instagram started like literally this is when Instagram was starting I remember being in a training room at Howard after practicing like doing my first Instagram post which was really bad by the way it was like <laughs> it was a, a bad post but I said that to say I learned a lot since then and really I think being in a, in a space where you're sharing what you're doing um, and being able to literally you're your own marketer in a sense, right? Like you get a chance to dictate what you share, what you don't share. Um, you get a chance to, is, you know, you can share just the things that you're already doing. And I think that's one of my biggest recommendations is looking at what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Dan? I know I, you said I give you a hard time a bit. You know, we're at an awesome conference, right? You're doing amazing things, speaking engagements, things like that. And it's like, Dan, you got to share that, man. How many people that, you know, your, your old client that wants to reconnect with you, if they saw that, they may reach out, right? A new, you know, client or customer may see that and reach out. And then also from a speaking and a, a business perspective, right? You also have brands or businesses that there's motivational speakers and subject matter experts that are paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on an annual basis to speak about different topics and things like that. And they're, you know, people are finding those speakers on social media, right? On their website, things like that. So it's, it's such a massive opportunity to just share what you're doing and really tell your story. And I think that's the best way that I, I like to, to, to tell people to position social media is it's literally your story. So instead of, you know, having, you know, you're, you're not necessarily looking for a job and sending out a resume, but social media is your resume, right? If your bio says, you know, uh, like, you know, trainer, right? It says, I, I, I'm into fitness. I'm into those things. You're setting someone up for what they will see if they follow you or if they come to your page. And the game has really changed now with, you know, brand collaborations, affiliate partnerships, all of these other ways to also make money through social media. Yeah. It can all be in addition to your day job. It's, it sounds yeah. like I need to change my profile from husband, father, donut, and taco connoisseur to something a little more professional than Kurt. Well, that's, that's actually pretty funny. I, I really actually like what you what you already have, because again, people still want to see your personality. But what I will say is make sure that whatever you're posting is making it up on social media. So for example, like you said, taco connoisseur, if, if your wife's making tacos tonight, you got a taco bar, that's got to make it, you know, that's got to be an Instagram story or you right. know, a post. So now I know Dan's my taco guy. I'm going to see tacos at least once a week. <laughs> That's so true. Like you're, I, I like that. I've never actually thought about that when people put their description or like their little profile and their information. Mine says like nationally qualified figure coach, uh, competitor, you know, personal trainer, nutrition coach, volleyball coach, and uh, candy lover. But I don't post that often. And when I do, like the last picture I posted was this past weekend. My mom took blackmail pictures of me. I fell asleep on the sofa with the dogs and she took pictures of me. And I was like, oh, I actually look cute. I'm gonna post this. Right. But it's like, 
it wasn't a theme. It had nothing to do with the things that I say that I represent. So I like that, Kurt. Like, if you're going to put a description, like, stay true to your description so that people know reading your description or your little profile what they're going to get. That's a really good tip for social media. I love that. Yeah. And I would say, too, always not having to feel like it has to be perfect. And this is something yeah. that me and my wife, me and Deanna are working on on a daily basis is battling with that perfectionism. Because you said, right, like this post, I look really cute. I'm going to post this one. There's some posts that would have added a ton of value to somebody that I didn't post because I was like, you know what, I, my stomach could look a little flatter, right? Like, right. you know, I don't really like how, you know, this isn't as flattering of, a, of an angle that I got here and I don't post it. And then that could have been the video that a million people connect with because they're like, I've got love handles, right? Like I'm work, I'm working through Kurt, whatever you're working, like whatever that looks like, but that human factor um, is, is so big and, and such an important part. So post that candy, Jenny, as soon as you, uh, you know, you finish your, your show, I'd love to, I'd love to see your candy cores. You oh, know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna see go find the biggest candy store in Vegas after I finish the show, and I will post all the pictures of me like swimming in a little baby pool of MMs. <laughs> I might go viral. I, th- I can see that going viral, Jenny. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. That's so funny. Those are all really great tips, though, for social media career. I love it. Did you find that when you guys were creating and like growing your social media, was it? I won't. I never like to say things are easy. Nothing in life is easy. It's always going to be work. But there are some things that are more simple than others. Did you guys find it relatively simple to grow your presence, or was it work? Did you have to go out and seek out people, like, or you know, post certain things or tag like hashtags, like, to get the audience? What did you guys do? It's work. Yeah. Work. 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 Um, It is. And it takes. It takes being very intentional. It takes planning. It takes being very strategic. Um, and and a part of the the challenge with social media is that most people have all of these ideas of oh my gosh I can do this, but it's the execution, right? It's execution is the follow up. So the biggest thing that we did early on, even before we started the business, and um, we, creating content, capture the moment. And so with people like creating content, what does that mean? Basically, capture the moment. Like that's the number one thing, which right now or before we get off the call, I've got to make sure I get a video of us filming this podcast, for example, so that I can post on my social media coming soon today, you know, filming what I say, because if I don't right, we had this moment and people were like, well, Kurt, you posted the podcast, but I didn't see any behind the scenes. When did you film it? Right. Like, who who are you filming with? Right. Like, what, what did that look like? So there's so much of just taking a second and documenting and you can always not use it. But if you document it, that gives you the chance to then say, okay, podcast, we just filmed, we're filming this podcast right now. I'm going to want to share this on social media. So now I'm going to make sure that I look up the hashtags, right? How many hashtags? There's so much out there, Jenny, just on Google. Literally, like you can just Google what are the top hashtags or what are tips for hashtags? And there's things that'll come back and say, you know, you want to use between 10 and 20 hashtags. Make sure that they're niche to your what you're talking about. So it's about podcasts. We're talking about fitness. We're talking about weight loss or, you know, helping clients. All of those are keywords that someone would type in, even Arizona trainer. I'm, I'm always shocked when people don't use hashtags because you could be looking for new clients and people could literally search Arizona trainer or Arizona blogger. And they're looking for Jenny, but Jenny didn't use the hashtag. And I don't see any of Jenny's posts when I'm looking for a trainer in Arizona on Instagram, right? So I'm terrible about using hashtags, but you're right. They make them searchable, right? They're they're searchable. And now what also makes it easy too, is that if you create your own hashtag, so just hypothetically, like for us, we have the couple fit hashtag that we created years ago, 
So now there's, you know, profiles change, right? You don't, can't find people, but we search that hashtag. We have, we can see hundreds of posts from old clients, people that we've never met that are doing our workouts and they tagged us in them, right? And those are things that you can share that are a part of your branding, your recognition that a lot of people miss out on because you're not sharing out a hashtag or things like that. So it really is being intentional. It's planning things out as well. Here's another thing, get your content calendar together right? Like when you do your normal calendar for the month, there's, there's already days in every month where there's mental health month, there's running day, there's, you know, national candy day, like Jenny national candy. Day. There should be a video of you like goes to the gym to straight to the candy shop. Like welcome to the can that could be the song. Like welcome <laughs> to the candy shop. Yeah. Like, is, there, is there a national candy corn day? I'm sure there, there's almost a national day for everything. And if it's not, that's the thing. If it's not candy corn, right? National candy day, you spotlight your favorite candy, which can be candy corn. So it, there's so much room <laughs> to make it about you, right? Like national dog day could be you taking, you know, you taking your dog to the track and people are like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that before. And that's you inspire awesome. somebody. I love that. Is there a national idiot dog day? Just kidding. My dogs aren't idiots. They're just very, very large. Taco <laughs> day. Taco day. Gotta have a taco day. Dan and his tacos. He's and very Dan, excited. A... He's very excited because tonight he found out he's having tacos tonight and he loves him a good taco. He's so excited, you guys. <laughs> Dan, you don't have to wait for one day out of the year. There's Taco Tuesdays every week. That's right. We <laughs> are so blessed with Dan. that. <laughs> yeah, every day is taco day for Dan Dan. That's I get right. it. I get it. I feel you on that. I love it. So one thing, first of all, anybody who knows Kurt, and I only know you vaguely, um, but I'm, I'm starting to get to know you long, the longer I'm with ISSA and get, being around you. Um, you're a phenomenal person. Like you're a great human, period. Like you're a very, very good person. Um, you're very, very genuine in everything that you do. And just listening to you talk, it's very, very clear that you are all about others and your community. Like it's making me tear up a little bit just thinking about it because there's not a lot of people out there that have the passion that you do, but also like walk the walk, right? It's one thing to talk about it and be, oh, I'm all about other people in my community and like, you know, creating this generational health, you guys call it for people, um, but you actually do it. And that's so admirable, Kurt. And I love that about you. But I know with Coupley Fit and with a lot of the way things that you talk about with fitness and health, you do talk about something called generational health. What does that mean to you? Or like, what have you created that to be? So glad you asked about generational health and I can't take all the credit for that. I, I first have to say, Jenny, thank you for what you just shared because um, that means so much to me. To me, that means more than any, any, any check that I could get. That means so much more than that to, to see me living my life every day and the enthusiasm and the zeal that I have for life and for health and fitness to see that it's being able to, to move you and also inspire people that really it makes my heart smile. So I just wanted to say, I just had to address, say thank you uh, for that and for observing that too. Um, Absolutely. In generational health for, for Deanna and I, a lot of people talk about like wealth, right? I want generational wealth. I want to be wealthy and it's about money. And what we've seen more and more with COVID and the pandemic and just time is that you can have money and, and, and not be around to spend it. Right. And how many people are wealthy or have money, but are in a situation where they don't have their health to even enjoy it. Right. Where I, I don't even have my, my health. I, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation where I can't go out and just do things or get active or have fun or do those types of things. And, and for me, when I think about my childhood and even for my wife as well, we both have different 
um, different experiences as far as uh, generationally, but we both see the, the unhealthy habits that some of our our, our grandparents, our parents, some of those habits that they've had. So the power of being able to pass down healthy habits to our clients, to other people, but most importantly to our kids, right, is that generational health that we talk about. And it kind of reminds me full circle of the Maricela and her 70 pounds and the impact with, with her kids and the impact that that had was now we, we taught someone how to fish, right? So instead of I gave you a meal for the day, you know, we're still seeing her. She's still active. She's like helping and taking other people to the gym. So it really is that full circle component of uh, really paying it forward, but with health and then passing it down with those healthy habits. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Cause yeah, so many people need that. Um, adults out there, you're in control of the children that you take care of, right? You, you make all the choices for them, but we pass down our habits, right? Good, bad, and ugly. We pass them down. Um, and if we can create health for everyone, you know, they're going to just continue to pass it down. Absolutely. So I, I love that concept. I love that idea. And I love that that's what you base a lot of your, your teachings and your education and your services on. Thank you so much. And I, I really appreciate that. And, and I just want to say too, you know, I think about if I didn't make the change, right? Where would I be right now? If I stayed that kid that was getting the thumbs down on, on the scale in those little league games um, and what it reminds me of, you know, I've got relatives I got an I've got an uncle that's an amputee due to diabetes yeah and thinking about you know being in your 50s and you know losing you know losing toes because of diabetes and like that could have been me right and I think those are those examples of passing down those healthy habits of when you can make sure that you know, you're a part of that change absolutely yeah, yeah and I'm sure everybody's seen if you haven't google it uh some words that Steve Jobs had right? And it said that it was on his deathbed. I'm not sure if that's the case. I don't want to spread any rumors here, but arguably he had some wealth uh, as a founder of Apple. And uh, the what he realized, you know, as he was approaching the end with pancreatic cancer was exactly what you said, Kurt. Um, money can't buy you health. Invest in relationships and health uh, versus wealth. So very well said. What's next for Coupley Fit, Kurt? What's next? It's a great question. Um, really, one of the things that's next is it's more content. There are new platforms out there now too, where, where you know Jenny and, and Dan, you both asked like, "Well, is it planning? Is it work?" Yes, it's work. The algorithms, the algorithms on each platform also change. Like Instagram, creating more reels. There was a time where it was only photos. Like we were only posting mm -hmm. static photos, and then it was like, "Oh, post more videos," and videos are getting pushed out more now. Everything's about Instagram reels on Instagram, for example. So Instagram, yeah. they, everybody, they want to push out reels similar to TikTok, right? Where it's bite-sized, short-form content. Give it to me in seven seconds. What's the workout? What's the, what's the game plan? What do I need to do? I need to see this fast and, and right now. And that's one of the things that we've learned. So really creating more content for Instagram reels, for TikTok, that's one step on the really like the day-to-day -day of, of something that we're continuing to do uh, to, to get information and to get Coupley Fit out there. So that's one. The other one is strategic brand partnerships. So we've been really blessed. And, and I'll say this, um, it's not easy. Again, not easy by any means. There were, you know, some opportunities where we could have had some brand partners and made more money early on that we wanted to make sure there was an alignment with us putting people over profit and making sure that we're also focused on community and the type of partners we have. But we're really grateful that 
for the past two years, we've been uh, health influencers of color for Walmart. So being able to work with Walmart, for example, um, in December, uh, my wife Deanna was able to put together, you know, as a certified nutritionist and transformation specialist uh, with the ISSA, she put together a recipe uh, of meals for underprivileged uh, families in, in areas that don't have access to fresh and healthy foods. We also did a workout for them that was virtual. So 60 families for the holidays were able to get access to fresh vegetables, a recipe that basically you can make in 30 minutes or so with your family with only a few ingredients. Um, we showed them how to do that. We actually got the meals delivered to these um, in need areas through Walmart. So it was really amazing nice. to be able to create an impact like that. And so having you know that success where people really responded well to those types of things, we've been able to do more um, like with Walmart, with other brands. So that's been a really big step for us. And then we've also transitioned a little bit from being just health and fitness to also lifestyle. So you know, Company Fit is really a health and wellness lifestyle brand. So we also talk about the date nights, the, the going out, things you can do with your partner. Those things are so important that I feel like a lot of times we're kind of left on the back burner. I feel like in addition to the, the health and wellness, it, it it seemed to me like things got a little bit less about romance for a lot of people. Like, oh, you get married, it's like date night. Like, where, why are we going out? You know, what do we, we can stay here, you know, and yeah. Although that sounds good, you know, not having that courting process, not building that one-on-one -on -one connection with your partner can, can have a really big impact on, you know, how happy you all are together. So showing that side of things too. So we've been, you know, collaborating with, with hotels and resorts and showing different things that you can do with your partner as well and showing things you can do for free. So we like to show that balance of like free to, hey, if you got a budget and you want to do a staycation, here's the best wellness resorts that you can go to and things like that. Very cool. That's awesome. See, so many ways to get involved, you guys. So like, and this is all around fitness and health and wellness. It's not just exercise, right? Doing a squat, doing a push-up, right? There's a lot of ways that you can share health and wellness with people. And I love that. Those are all really cool opportunities with some big name brands. Really cool that you're doing that. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who's like, hey, I think I want to do something like this too, whether it's for my community or in a different aspect. What advice would you give to somebody looking to expand their own fitness business of any type into something more of like a wellness or a holistic approach like this? That's such a great question, Jenny, and we get this a lot. The first thing I would say is know your audience. Who, who are you speaking to? Right. So for us, we knew we were speaking to couples, but there were those moments when it's like you're trying to, you know, <laughs> we call them money grabs where there's like a money. Oh, there's an opportunity with individuals like or with a you know corporation like let's go do that because we can make some money there. But then it comes back to, wait, is this is this your target audience? Is it couples or is it corporations? Is it individuals? Right. So if you keep that focus and keep that vision on who's your audience as the first step, that's going to be a big difference maker for you because it's going to, and it can always change, right? But at least knowing who am I, who's asking me for feedback, right? Is it seniors? Is it youth? Is it, you know, people at my job and it's the average mom, right? Like who, who are you trying to help and who's your audience is the first one. The second one is add value. So many people I find want money now, right? They want, they want to charge $50 or hundred dollars for their boot camp, And it's like, Come on, man. I, you know, this may be someone's first time ever going to a workout, right? Yeah. So we would even do, you know, you talked about money earlier, Kiwanis Park, some of those workouts, first workout we were doing was free. Just come out, just come out, bring, or, you know, you pay, bring, and then we did, you know, bring you the second person, they're free. 
right? So your partner's free. Doing different things to just get that buy-in, connect with people, because even when you do that, you're getting that person's name. You're getting their email. You're getting this information. So now we've got them on our email list. We're sending out when we have other workouts. We're sending out affiliate links where we may be selling protein powder, right? With our affiliate links to the people that came to the free boot camp, but we may have made the money back that way, right? So not only knowing your audience, but also adding value, right? How do you help that audience? And I'll say one of the big things when I think about the adding value, um, Arizona Central, which is a uh, local newspaper, um, did a publication for the top Arizona fitness influencers that you should follow. Um, And it was about free workouts, like top eight fitness influencers. And they selected Deanna and I to be on the cover. We're the cover image of the top influencers to follow. And, you know, we don't have the biggest follower count compared to the people on the list. Sean T was on the list. He's got a million plus followers, right? So we're like, they chose us, but us being ourselves, right? Being authentic, sharing free content where we're not, you know, hey, down, you know, pay me now and then I'll send you this video. That wasn't our approach. And it's paid off because of the fact that now, again, brands want to partner with you because they see you on this list of top influencers. So those types of things of adding value always pay off. Um, So know your audience, add value, be yourself. Um, You got to be yourself. I think a lot of what can happen, I didn't, you know, find that, 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 that sweet spot too, where am I am I not being myself? Like, am I trying to be too, too cool, right? Am I trying to be too cool for this video? And I'm not like laughing and joking. And when I really just kind of like let it, let go of like what that perfectionism of what other people think of what I'm doing, when I let go of that, things started to, to perform even better too, because I'm holding hands more. I'm smiling more. I'm being more lovey-dovey when I felt like, mm, that's not really like, I don't know if I should be doing like this lovey-dovey stuff. That's kind of soft. Uh, you know, like yeah. having this football old school mentality is like, no, like people don't care about that. People want to see, that's your partner, right? People want to see that. So be yourself uh, would be the, the other thing. And then the last one would be creating content. So docu- basically document, document what you're doing, document your, if you're, it's your workouts, if you, you know, whatever that is, even if it's just you on your journey, I've seen a lot of people that, again, our journey led to us getting clients and us starting a business. Love that. All really great advice. I love, I feel like this has turned into like how to build your social media presence. I love it, but it's huge. Like you said, it's huge and you can, it's a free resource that of course there's paid aspects of it, but you can use this to grow your brand and do all these things that you're doing. And I, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Kurt. Agreed. Great stuff. We could go on and on. Um, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I, I still don't know if I'm going to uh, post a real Kurt. And I guess first I have to learn how to edit a video, but I digress. We can talk about that when we see each other next week. Kurt, how can our listeners uh, find you, follow you, learn more from you? Absolutely. Great question. Um, and, and this would actually be another recommendation is make sure you have a website um, for yeah. there's a lot of, of, of platforms that you can use. We use Squarespace, but you can go to our website at www.couplyfit.com. So couplyfit.com, you can go right to our website, learn more about Couplyfit, connect with us that way. Also, we'd love for you to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's couplyfit. So at C-O-U. P-L-E-Y-F-I-T-T on Instagram. So two T's at the end on Instagram and Couply Fit on all other social media. So we're on all social media uh, platforms. Um, and the power of that website too is that, you know, having a a, a hub where even if a, a website, a, a 
social media platform has a, an issue or has a glitch, people can still go to your website and still find out more about you um, if they can't find you on social media. Awesome. Love it. So we'll share those links in into your late, your website and all your social media profiles. We'll share those in the description of this episode so people can check it out. But thank you so much for sharing all this with us, Kurt. You're an, like I said, you're an amazing person. I truly sincerely mean that. You're a really nice human being. Um, one of the best I've met. So thank you for sharing that with everyone. Hopefully you guys got something about that. And reach out. Kurt will talk to you. If you have questions, need some help, some guidance, some mentorship, um, Kurt is a great person to reach out to. Thank you so much, Jenny. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm subtly recording right now at the very end here. <laughs> I can document. I've got to live what I'm saying to everybody on this podcast. So I'm, I've got a little, you know, camera going in to record the ending here so I can post this up so somebody may see this later. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes, please do. And Dan, do you have any last words for our listeners today? Well, just a, a, a reminder on something that Kurt said, and he said it very quickly when you asked him, is this work? And he said, yes, it's yeah. work. So folks, you've heard it before from Jenny and I, you've heard it from other folks, you've probably heard it from your folks. Anything worth having is worth working hard for. So 100%. don't be afraid to put the work in or it's not going to happen. 100%. If I can get another tattoo, that would be it. Anything worth having is worth working for. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again, Kurt, for being here. Dan, love you. It's been good. <laughs> it's been real. I catch up. <laughs> but thank you guys again for joining us today and for yet another episode of ISSA Podcast. We are so glad you guys could join us. And I leave you with my famous words of wisdom. Make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. Yeah.